There's a difference between following your intuition and being driven by fear. When you're driven by fear, it's very reactive. When you're driven by desire, it's a calling forward. It's a yes, it's a full yes, rather than a running from. The Thinking Yourself Into Exponential Results series on the podcast comes to you every Saturday morning and takes what we discuss in the Morning Mindset Club, compiles it into one easy to access recording and gives you some killer bonus content at the end that's not to be missed and only available here. So let's dive right in. Good morning, I'm Amira Alvarez and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. Today we are starting chapter eight in Think and Grow Rich. Chapter eight, decision, the mastery of procrastination, the seventh step towards riches. Okay guys, this is a rich and juicy chapter and I know so many people suffer from procrastination. They tell me that they know what to do, but they aren't doing it. They're putting it off. They're distracting themselves. They don't have focus. They can't organize their time. And fundamentally, they cannot make decisions for themselves and stick with them. This is commitment, guys. So let's hear what Hill has to say here. He says, Accurate analysis of over 25,000 men and women. That's a lot of people, guys. Think about that. A lot of people, over 25,000 men and women who had experienced failure, disclosed the fact that lack of decision was near the head of the list of the 30 major causes of failure. This is no mere statement of theory. It is a fact. You guys, so important, 25,000 men and women who have experienced failure. That's a lot of people to analyze. Lack of making decision was at the top of the list. You've got to learn how to make decisions and to make them quickly. You've got to be able to experience the result of your decisions, be capable of the good and the bad that comes from it, just a result. And knowing that you will be able to survive, you have to teach yourself how to do this. Otherwise, you will not succeed. It is a fact. I constantly talk to my clients about closing the gap on time, making quick decisions. It's so essential. And it starts immediately, okay? Because I know you want to put this off. I know you want to say, okay, tomorrow I'll be someone who makes quick decisions. No, it's the decision that's right in front of you. You have to make that right now. And it requires that you make it safe for you to decide. Most people don't think it's safe to decide because they fear what other people are going to think if they make a mistake. They fear whatever other people are going to think if they decide to do something contrary to what they think that person wants them to do. You must live your own life. You cannot live in indecision and be a success. For today, let's stop right there. I want you to think about one thing that you are procrastinating on, small or large, What is the thing that you're not doing? Who is the person you're not calling? What is the project you're not starting? The one that has to do with your business, not cleaning out that closet, even though I I do think an orderly environment 
helps your brain settle down and focus. What is the thing that you're not doing right now that you need to decide to do and go do it? Good morning, I'm Amira Alvarez and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. We are in the chapter on decision, second paragraph guys. Hill says procrastination, the opposite of decision, is a common enemy which practically every man must conquer. Okay, this is fabulous to know. You are not alone. This is a common enemy. Every person must learn how to conquer this. And quite frankly, I am still conquering this because I am committed to bettering my best. I make very quick decisions compared to many, many, many people, but I can always better my best. And there are things that I know that I am withholding decision on that I could carve out some space and decide on quicker, always. And you must do this yourself as well. You must continue to better your best. Don't stand on ceremony here, guys, and think you're all that and more. You must continue to close the gap on time. It makes making decisions so much easier. The more you practice this, the faster you get, the easier it becomes. Okay, he goes on to say, you will have an opportunity to test your capacity to reach quick and definite decisions when you finish reading this book and are ready to begin putting into action the principles which it describes. So, couple things here, quick and definite. So you make a quick decision. Definite means this is what I'm doing. I'm not changing my mind. I'm not going in a thousand different directions. I'm not wishy-washy with this. I'm not going back and forth with it all the time. Yes, of course, there's course correction once we get new information, but you have to use discernment here and not keep changing the goalposts, your decisions, what you're doing. You must stay the course and you will know if you are changing your mind too frequently and not being definite by the results that you're getting. Are you getting what you want? If you're not, you've probably been wishy-washy about your decisions. Okay. He also says that you uh, will be ready to do this by the time you finish reading this book. Well, that's going to be a while. So why don't you start this now? No time like the present. Starting this immediately is so essential. Let's close the gap on time. Let's decide that you're going to be a quick decider right now. Let's decide that you're no longer going to procrastinate, which of course means that you're bettering your best. It means that the thing that you're procrastinating right now on, you stop that one thing and you build a habit of doing that. And then you wake up a year from now if you are consistent in that and you're someone who makes quick decisions, follows through, is focused, can concentrate, has clarity, finishes their projects. You have become a different person, but it starts with the decision today. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Hill goes on to say, analysis of several hundred people who had accumulated fortunes well beyond the million dollar mark, and again, that was back in the the 20s, 30s, and 40s, disclosed the fact that every one of them had the habit of reaching decisions promptly 
and of changing decisions slowly if and when they were changed. People who fail to accumulate money without exception have the habit of reaching decisions, if at all, very slowly and of changing these decisions quickly and often. And I will say changing them out of fear. If you've been listening to this teaching for a little while, you will remember one of the 30 major causes of failure was not just changing your mind quickly, but basing your decisions on lazy thinking, inaccurate knowledge, fear-based emotion versus metrics, data, and true knowing. Now, you do have to have a well-honed intuition and you have to follow that. But there's a difference between following your intuition and being driven by fear. When you're driven by fear, it's very reactive. When you're driven by desire, it's a calling forward. It's a yes, it's a full yes, rather than a running from. And it's very important to know that you have to change these decisions infrequently, okay? If you change them frequently, often, you're gonna be running in circles. You're never gonna be able to get ahead. So today, right now, think of something that you are making a fear-based decision about. What is that? What is the thing that you've, you're, you're, you're thinking, maybe I should do this instead? Identify that and see if it's being driven by fear. See if it's being driven by lack of true knowledge and just a sense of scarcity and fear. Good morning, I'm Amira Alvarez and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. Next up in this chapter on decision, Hill says, the majority of people who fail to accumulate money sufficient for their needs are generally easily influenced by the opinions of others. They permit the newspapers and the gossiping neighbors to do their thinking for them. Opinions are the cheapest commodities on earth. Everyone has a flock of opinions ready to be wished upon anyone who will accept them. If you are influenced by opinions when you reach decisions, you will not succeed in any undertaking, much less in that of transmuting your own desire into money. If you are influenced by the opinions of others, you will have no desire of your own. And as you know, desire is causative. It is what calls you forward. But if you are just taking on the, the opinions, the wishes, the whims, the, the beliefs of the people around you. And yes, that can be the TV news. Yes, that can be social media. Yes, that can be the newspaper. Yes, that can be a blog. If you are taking on the opinions of others instead of leading with your own truth, your own desire, then you won't have a true desire of your own that is calling you forward strong enough to, to have an urgent pull. Now, there are other people who 
are in your world that might influence you. Some are positive, some are not. And you have to really have a discerning eye here. So for instance, many people have supportive families, but the undertone might be of fear and scarcity, and they might be implying that you should go in one direction or another. Some people have families that are overtly against them. You need to know that their opinions and beliefs about you and the way the world works need not influence you unduly. You can create a clear energetic mental boundary and it's so important so that you have your own clear desire that calls you forward so that you can make your own decisions so you can live in your own truth so that you can have self-ownership. There's also another aspect of this which is your mastermind group. Now this is a selected group. This is a chosen group. Your mastermind group, as as you know, if you've been listening to this program, but I'm going to reiterate it here if you're coming in in the middle, is it can be your team, your, your employees, your company. The people in your leadership team could be your mastermind group, but it can also be a self-selected group of entrepreneurs like the mastermind group that I run for women entrepreneurs and women in business. It's called the Spirit of Wealth Mastermind and Masterclass. And those are like-minded people. Those are women who are attracted to a certain type of thinking and therefore are supporting each other with opinions, if you will, that are causative and in support of the desires of the individuals within the group and not pulling them off track. So you've got to think about who you have in your environment and who is influencing you. So those would be the questions that I have for you today. Who is in your environment and who is influencing you? And are those people supportive of your desire in truth? Or is there some way that they are pulling you off target and causing you to make yourself small and not make good decisions for the growth of your life and your business. And when I say causing you, I mean being in their environment, you are making a choice out of fear. You are personally responsible for that. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started with this next section in the chapter on decision from Think and Grow Rich. By Napoleon Hill. He says, and, and by the way, this upcoming section, listen up. This is a trait that you are going to want to shift in yourself if you don't have it already. Okay. You're going to want to make this change and practice doing life differently. He says, it is characteristic of people who have but a smattering or a veneer of knowledge to try to give the impression that they have much knowledge. Such people generally do too much talking and too little listening. Keep your eyes and your ears wide open and your mouth closed if you wish to acquire the habit of prompt decision. Those who talk too much do little else. If you talk more than you listen, 
you not only deprive yourself of many opportunities to accumulate useful knowledge, but you also disclose your plans and purposes to people who will take great delight in defeating you because they envy you. There's more to this, but let's pause right there. So if you are filling the void, if you are just incessantly chattering, if you like to hear the sound of your own voice, if you want to be the most important person in the room, if you think that speaking all the time is going to get you ahead, you are cutting yourself off from the knowledge and the opportunities that are always here and they are here now, but you are getting in your own way. There are people who have knowledge that can help you. But if you do not allow them to speak, if you do not shut up and listen, you will never see those opportunities. You will never hear what you need to hear to absorb the expert knowledge that is available and right here, right now for you. In addition, Hill is saying here, without beating around the bush, that if you're just chattering on about your own stuff all the time, there is a high likelihood that someone's going to use that information against you. And part of the reason that that happens is not because everyone is malicious, but because you have not paused and listened to that other person to evaluate whether they are worthy of receiving this very prized information that you have. Now, this is not an argument to withhold knowledge from other people. This is an argument to figure out who you can trust, to really gauge the character of the person you're engaged with. It's hubris to just start talking. It means that you think you're unassailable, that you cannot go down, that you cannot fail, that you cannot be hurt. It also means that you're insecure, that you have to hear the sound of your own voice all the time. Now, this does not mean that you do not speak, obviously. You want to share your knowledge. You want to confidently direct conversations you want to confidently ask questions, but you need to do it in a way that allows you to gauge the character of other people and not miss the opportunities that are right here, right now. Good morning, I'm Amira Alvarez and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. Next up in this chapter on decision in Think and Grow Rich is the section freedom or death on a decision. So I highly encourage you to read this entire section. There's a great expose on the American Revolution and the story of that and the decisions and the courage required to move forward with seeking freedom in this country. And it's important for us all to read that and, and really understand what it took to create the United States 
This is not the only place where people have been courageous and made big decisions, but it's a great story that illustrates it. And I encourage you to read it and emulate it. This first paragraph in this section, however, says something really important to pay attention to before he gets into the various stories in this section. Hill says, the value of decisions depends upon the courage required to render them. The great decisions which served as the foundation of civilization were reached by assuming great risks, which often meant the possibility of death. Let's take that first sentence. The value of decisions depends upon the courage required to render them. So the value, the value of the decision, the importance, the power that they have, that the value actually depends upon the amount of courage that's required to render them. Now, courage does not mean not having fear. Being courageous doesn't mean being fearless. It means stepping forward with decision, with commitment, in action, regardless of your fear. So the amount of courage required to render them, what is that dependent on? Well, that is dependent on the risk. So the risk involved for the revolutionaries in the origin of our country was death. If they did not win that war, they would have been hung. That took tremendous courage because the risk was so high and the value of that decision to sign the Declaration of Independence, to stand up to the British was of huge value and look at the result of that. For all the negatives and imperfections of our country, and if you're listening abroad, of the United States, you have to recognize that it has also cre created tremendous freedom for so many people, tremendous opportunities. The value of that decision was enormous and it required great courage because there was great risk. And it is the same for you in your business. The larger the risk, the bigger the potential for positive outcome from that de decision. The bigger the potential of value from that decision. This is the law of polarity at play. So when you're approaching a decision in your business, ask yourself, do I have the courage to make this decision? This decision, how much value does it have? Small decisions, not such big value. What do I do with my day? What do I decide to work on? These are important decisions if you're unfocused and lacking clarity and you have to start there. But as you move up the scale of decisions, meaning you're making bigger and bigger decisions, the value they will hold will be bigger and bigger and the risk you will have to take and the courage you will have to have will be bigger and bigger. But you want to start where you are and incrementally but quickly run the stairs and start making bigger and bigger 
bigger and bigger decisions, but it starts with the decision that's right in front of you. Build your courage. Good morning, I'm Amira Alvarez and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. We are talking about decisions and throughout the story that Hill shares about the American Revolution and the decisions that the founders of this nation uh, took, he talks about faith and making decisions in the spirit of faith. Now, faith is the belief in the unseen. It's going forward without certainty, without knowledge in this human 3D plane that, that represents certitude that the thing that you want is going to be made manifest. There is a certain amount of unknown and you must believe that your decision will return to you that which you wish. That is faith. You have to believe that you will make manifest what you want. That is faith. And you must make decisions in faith, meaning without a guarantee. And that requires that you be possessed by an inner knowing and belief despite your fears, despite the circumstances, despite what other people say. And you must build your business, your life, your career, making decisions in faith, in the spirit of faith, trusting that you will receive what you want because you are so certain that you will persist in pursuing it. Do you have that level of faith? This is often what is talked about when people say, I say, you don't want it badly enough. If you want it badly enough, you have the faith that you will do what it takes to achieve it. You will make the decisions that you need to. You will take the action that you need to. And yes, this is a practice. Yes, you can build this muscle, but you must start today. Do not delay. Start making decisions in favor of what you want, regardless of the risks. Only you will know how much faith you have, which will determine how much courage you have, which will determine how much risk you can take. For the bonus content of this episode, I want to go back to three different concepts that we covered in this episode and connect them for you. The first one is where Hill says that the value of decisions depends on the courage required to render them. Where can you find that courage? Let's talk about that. And then what's behind your decision? That, that concept of fear driving you in your decision-making or desire driving you in your decision-making. And then the third concept is the power of the mastermind, your environment in which you reside and spend your time in, and the people that are part of that mastermind, and how that affects your ability to make good decisions. These three things together are quite a powerful uh, unit. So if you've been conditioned to be afraid all your life, to make decisions 
based on fear, from a place of fear. What you may lose, looking at every decision from a place of what you may lose, what may happen to you negatively, will you be judged? Will you make a mistake in making this choice and the world will come down and punish you? The other people will reject you. You won't be part of the tribe anymore. You'll be embarrassed or shamed or uh, feel guilty or rejected. There are all sorts of fears that come up when you are looking at making a decision. And those are conditioned responses. If you come from, and, and this would be a really great place for you to look at not the little decisions that you make every day, all day long, but the bigger decisions that are in front of you, that are in front of you, that you want to do, but you're afraid that something negative is going to happen. Do you let that overwhelm you? Do you go into worry? Do you go into doubt? Do you go into fear? And really assess what's, what's driving you. Are you mostly driven by fear? What aspect of your decision-making process are you letting be, be driven by fear? Because we need, to, we need to recondition or reprogram your belief structure so that you understand the truth now that you are a full-grown adult and not a child making meaning out of the situations that you were in. You can intellectually, consciously understand the risks that are involved. And think about the risk that's involved if you don't go for what you want. Most people don't. Most people only think about what happens if I make a mistake and the world judges me, looks at me like I'm a failure. But what happens if you don't follow your desires, that you don't have the courage to go for what you want? What happens to your one life here? Do you die with the music still in you? Do you live less than to your potential? And is that okay with you? Is that a trade-off you want to make? For me, it was very clear. That was not a trade-off that I wanted to make. I had to learn the courage to risk making a mistake and understand that I was capable of resilience and rebounding and and learning from my mistakes. In fact, all successes come from your ability to take the lessons, receive the lessons from your mistakes, rather than going into shame and guilt and, and going back into your hidey hole. So you have to learn that. That is a process that can only be learned through execution. And yet most people are not brave enough or not courageous enough because they have been conditioned, it's been conditioned out of them. So you want to be courageous in the face of your fear in this decision. You must start paying attention instead, giving more credence to the call of desire and following that. That has been one of the keys to my success. I learned this. I had to learn this for myself. I had to learn oh, I have the desire for water right now and go get a glass of water. I have the desire to go to the bathroom right now and go to the bathroom. It started with these really simple things because I had suppressed my own desire so much that I didn't even know what I wanted. I was so driven 
by what I thought other people would want from me. Getting the, the attaboys or the successes or the pats on the back or, or not, not even from desire from that, but like not wanting people to be mad at me because I didn't do something. That was what was driving me. And I had completely lost the, the ability to tap into my desire. So it started small. Many of you are probably beyond that stage right now, but it, it rapidly grew as I, as I experienced this. And then I could recognize larger and larger desires. And I really, it's one of the things that has really catapulted my, my life and my business is, is claiming my desires. So you must claim your desires and follow your desires. You, you have to acknowledge that and give more credence to that than the fear. So this is where putting ourselves, and I want to bring in the concept of the mastermind here. This is where putting yourself in the right environment matters, a success environment with women who are actually going for what they want, actually going for living out their potential, not staying in a state of fear that has been normalized, but recognizing that the fear is there because it's been conditioned and that I am going to have the courage to move forward and make quick decisions and step into my greatness faster and faster. This is, this is where you build a capacity to manage your mind, manage your state, be the person that you want to be, be someone who goes for it and is successful. Now, everyone in the mastermind that I have, which is this, the spirit of wealth mastermind and masterclass, and it starts January and it goes to December. So if this is something that you're interested in, now would be the time to schedule a consult and we can have a conversation about whether this is a good fit for you. And what I will be looking for is you don't have to be fearless, meaning without fear, but you do have to have the courage to decide in favor of what you want. And if you, if you do that, then you, you are a good candidate for this program and you will then be surrounded by other women who are courageous. This doesn't mean that you don't have the fear. It means that you're courageous in the face of fear. And when you are in an environment where there are people who have a growth mindset, where there are people who understand the laws of the universe, the laws of success that I teach, who are actively involved in, in learning more about those, who will call you out on when you're not living in accordance to the law and hold you to a higher standard, this is where you're going to make rapid progress because you won't be in an environment that is accepting of the fear. You're going to be in an environment that is rejecting of the fear, not rejecting of you, accepting of you, understanding that as humans, we've been conditioned this way. We all have it in us, but they will be outside of your fear, holding you to a higher standard. And this is why putting yourself in the right environment matters so very, very much because you must find the courage to make bigger decisions that have more value. Okay. The value of the decisions depends on the courage required to render them. So you must put yourself in an environment that supports courage that says, yes, courage is the right 
path. Don't stay safe. Don't say stay small and limited in your little hidey hole. Now, I'm not saying that safe is wrong. I'm just saying that you must risk. There's always a decision in, in the, excuse me, there's always a risk in a decision. And staying safe, meaning not changing, because you don't know that you can manage that decision, manage that risk, will not give you the success that you're looking for in this life. You will stay having a maybe good life. I don't want to reject the life that you're, you're living, but it won't be living to your potential because you have so much more in you. But growth requires that you risk what happens when you change. And that requires a new decision. Hey, are you loving this material? We'd love to know. Join our Be Unstoppable Facebook group where we go live answering your questions and sharing even more material to help you step forward powerfully in your business and your life. Go to theunstoppablewoman.com slash Facebook group. When you get there, leave us a comment or ask us a question. We'd love to hear from you. See you in the group and rock it out and be unstoppable.